Before we begin, I want to take a moment to say that I appreciate you for taking time out of your day to listen. Your support simply means so much to me. If you're able to, click follow on whatever platform you're listening from, leave a rating or review, share with anyone who might benefit from the stories being told, or follow our Instagram page, which is angelmoments underscore 333. Also, as a heads up, this episode will touch on grief. If you need to pause and step away or simply not listen, please do so. I hope you're doing well and that something resonates with you today. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of Angel Moments. I am your host, Daniela Castillo-Vasquez, and today I am super excited for you to hear the story of my friend, She's someone who I consider to be so brilliant, funny, Mm -hmm. wise, and so charismatic. I feel lucky to know her. (laughs) So would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. Um, My name is Shalom Oziyama Anyam, and I'm excited to be here um, today on this episode of Angel Moments. Yes, I'm excited to have you here as well. So, Shalom, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Just trying to settle in and adjust to a new semester. Yes. Um, Shalom and I actually go to school together. We're both students here at TWU, mm-hmm. and we were actually roommates last year. I know. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it is so crazy to think about because we got to be roommates right before COVID hit. Mm-hmm. So we were roommates from like August until March. March, yeah. Yeah. Then we had to cut it short yes so but I want to ask you what's your favorite memory as like roommates I have a lot of memories mm-hmm. um from the short time that we spent together as roommates mm-hmm. but I personally enjoyed how at night times we would just randomly start talking <laughs> about life yes. about our experiences uh-huh. our goals our dreams and it was just fun to have somebody um to just share ideas with and mm-hmm. to just discuss with so Literally, I yeah, <laughs> I loved it too. Because literally, one question would turn into like a mm-hmm. whole conversation, conversation for hours. Yes, and it was always so insightful. And I think it was like the perfect match because it was just a good experience overall. I think it's really cool that we've managed to stay in contact despite like the pandemic and mm-hmm. all the virtual classes right. we're taking. They're not even being roommates anymore. Exactly. Right. But onto better things. I feel like we're gonna do great. Like. This semester is probably going to be a good one, I hope. It will. Mm-hmm. It has to be. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So for me, a favorite memory as roommates. Man, there's a lot. <laughs> because I was always such a mess as a freshman. I remember um, I love sleeping. Like that's one thing everyone should know is I love sleeping. If I could stay in bed until the afternoon, I will. Like I have no shame about it and I need to change it, mm-hmm. but... Um, I remember freshman year, we had this one class that started at four mm-hmm. and we had a break, like maybe like an hour break, right? right. Before. So me, of course, I would try to use that hour to sleep. And um, I remember that one time I had come back from class. I'm like, I'm gonna take a nap. So I don't know what pushed me to do this, but I got into my PJs. <laughs> In the middle of the day. <laughs> it was like, what, like three <laughs> And I was like, I'm asleep. And I remember that. I think you also took a nap. Yes. And then we set an alarm to wake up. In class, like, our campus is pretty small. So mm-hmm. it takes, like, maybe, like, 10 minutes right. max for you to get to your building. 
So we set a schedule to get there like at just at four. And I'm like sleeping. And then I hear Shalom say like, Danielle, wake up, wake up. <laughs> and like, we're literally like 10 minutes before class is starting. And I were like rushing and I get out of bed. And of course, I'm in my pajamas. <laughs> and you're like, what? And I remember like, we rush, you get ready. And we're like going down the stairs because the elevators were not working mm-hmm. at the time. And then as we're like running down the stairs, I realized that I can't see <laughs> because I forgot my glasses. I didn't have contacts on. I forgot mm-hmm. my glasses. And I'm like, Shalom, I can't see. <laughs> Everything's blurry. Mm-hmm. So we ran back right. upstairs to get my glasses. We got to class. But I think that's my favorite because like till this day, I'm like, why did I do that? Like, why <laughs> did I put my pajamas on? That was so funny. It was. Yeah. But... I'm super thankful, like I said, to have been your roommate and me too. I'm grateful for this friendship we share. So now I want to ask you, what does an angel moment mean to you? To me, an angel moment is basically meeting somebody or encountering a situation that impacts your life for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody who has had such a lasting impact that it touches upon the values that you have today It touches upon who you want to be, how you want to live. And it's something that you can't really forget. And I think, and based on my experience, angel moments happen to you um, whenever you're down, when you need somebody to just um, love you and to guide you and to show you the way. And to me, I also see it as a kind of like super supernatural um intervention from god mm-hmm. um, i think it very well could be right? mm-hmm. and so to, that's what angel moments are to me i love hearing when people explain what an angel moment mm-hmm. means to them because everyone essentially has a different meaning or right. you know understanding of it but that's awesome now my next question is what is your angel moment i've had multiple angel moments and i feel like everyone has a lot of them throughout mm-hmm. their lives um the one that really stands out to me and I guess the first angel moment that I feel that I had in this country um, was my ninth grade math teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I had just immigrated from Nigeria to the United States just a year and a half before. And, you know, I was new. It was a different country, uh, a dif- different traditions, different ways of living. Um, and I was really experiencing culture shock. Coming here um, without my mom also was had a very big impact on my adjusting to, to being in the United States. Even schooling was different. Mm-hmm. The way teachers acted, the way students were taught was different to me. And I think from the first day I set my feet into a school in America, I, especially in high school, didn't have a good experience. Mm-hmm. I remember walking in um, the first day of middle school and a guy in class was like wow that's a dark girl it's a very dark girl and everyone laughed and it was my first experience with racism and Mm -hmm. all of these things and nobody ever really said to me oh you're a dark girl before and Mm -hmm. so even those those things are so different and I bet that's right. hard because it's like, what mm-hmm. the heck? Right. Like, that's so right, right. For the first time, you're mm-hmm. having to understand. Oh my gosh! Like people see you differently. Right. People see me differently. Unfortunately, and then of course mm-hmm. with the stereotypes people have of African people, mm-hmm. we're not smart. We don't. How do you speak English so good? You know, or so well? 
um, you know, how you're able to understand these topics and, mm-hmm. and just the stereotypes I had to deal with. And so it was very challenging. I bet coming to a new place where it's completely different from home mm-hmm. and then also like dealing with the repercussions right. of microaggressions. Right. I bet it must have been hard. And you were what, like 14 at the time? Right. Um, Gosh. Younger than that, I was like 13. Oh my 13. goodness. No. About to be 14. So it was for sure uh, an adjustment. Mm-hmm. So how was it like for you to go to high school? At that time, had you been a little bit more adjusted? I had, um, I was new, but I had kind of had some kind of experiences from eighth grade. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was more understanding of the culture differences and all of that. But it's still, it's still hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's still hard to go to um, high school with an accent you know and with, was it it was predominantly right, white correct right yeah. a, a predominantly white high mm-hmm. school with a, a strong accent and and how people tell you they can't understand what you're saying you know could you repeat that and and people you know being just ignorant yeah you know, showing their ignorance and um so bullying was I was bullied heavily um around that time so it was just a really hard experience at mm-hmm. the time Gosh. And also you mentioned that your mom wasn't around. She right. stayed in Nigeria. Yes. Correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I had gone to boarding school before, so I had experience like not being with my parents. Mm-hmm. But when you're a teenage girl and you're in a new country, a new place, um, you know, without your mom and you have brothers and a dad who love and understand you, but might not understand everything you're going through mm-hmm. as a teenage girl. It can be hard to not have um, that female figure in your in your life at the time. So it was difficult, but um, I'm glad that even with all of that, I was able to, you know, have an angel moment, but also have family members around. I was able to still communicate with my mom, you know, via telephone and via video chat and all mm-hmm. of that. And so it was definitely tough, but it taught me a lot. And I think it's built my character to mm-hmm. who I am today. So Wow. So to touch a little bit on that, how did boarding school impact you? Because I bet it must have been a different experience to go to boarding school in Nigeria mm-hmm. towards going to high school in a predominantly white area right. in Texas. Yeah. So for me, boarding school wasn't really a good experience for me. And today I talk a lot with my mom and with everyone, anyone that knows me, I'm just like, I don't really like or enjoy my boarding school experience. I feel that maybe I was too young mm-hmm. um, to be just put into a system where you didn't have parents around and I might have been overwhelmed and it could have affected the way I acted. Mm-hmm. But also... I, I started to decrease in my like achieving um, the way I was achieving academically mm-hmm. in boarding school, um, mainly because of how teachers were acting. But also I was just, I guess, frustrated and done and I wasn't really giving much towards my studies. And so I'm coming to America with that, with that background. And especially as someone who's always been told, oh, you're good at you're good at like English and you're good at comprehension. I, w- I loved reading. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to my mom, she would always buy us books mm-hmm. when we're in Nigeria. And so I've always loved reading, but I've always thought math, math is not for me. You know, I don't, I don't do math. Um, and then I come to class in the morning and I have a female algebra teacher. I'm like, what? Women like teach math. Um, that was a shock. Which to you. I know, which mm-hmm. I, it seems crazy to think, but to say, but I didn't 
I haven't seen that before, not in my boarding school. And so it was it was a very shocking um, and new experience for me. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that teacher and what form did she impact you? Right. So I walked into class, this shy, scared um, foreigner, I guess I can say. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was just scared, to be honest. Mm. Is it safe to say that you felt like a bit of an outcast? Right, Okay. right. Like, I felt like I didn't fit in, I didn't belong. I sounded different from everybody else. I felt that at that point, I I thought different than other people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was just scared to start high school, to be honest, and even more scared of that class. I thought, ah, no, this this is going to be terrible. Um, I'm going to be terrible. I've been used to being like self-deprecating and mm-hmm. just being, oh, Shalom, you're stupid. Shalom, you you mm-hmm. probably don't you probably don't understand this and you're probably never going to understand it. And plus, everybody had been telling you, right. oh, your specialties are in English right. and composition. Right. So it already brought you down even more mm-hmm. thinking like, I'm not going to excel in right. this. Right. Okay. Um, and so I see this um, woman who's so tall, um, mm-hmm. very tall. Um, her name was... Mrs. Jones, we'll say, mm-hmm. uh, and she was really tall and she had short hair um, and behind her um, desk, her teacher desk, you could see all these LSU posters um, and LSU kind of merch and, and materials. Um, and she stepped forward and she was introducing herself and she talked about how she played basketball for LSU while mm-hmm. in college. That's so cool. I know. Um, she looked like a basketballer. Mm-hmm. Um and she also talked to us about her cancer journey, um, her journey with breast cancer, um, and how she was, she had beat it and she was in remission, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so even from that first meeting, I was already like inspired by her, just seeing her in that capability. And I was already inspired by her, but I thought, you know, she probably won't take notice to me because I was so used to not being um notice not being seen I guess in a way not being heard so I was just like well mm-hmm. she probably will never know who I am I'm just here in this class to just take it and whatever happens what it happens and so one day I guess maybe a week um, after the class had passed or two weeks or so as I was walking out of the class she spoke to me and she was talking to me and she's like wow I, I love how you're solving your problems and, and I know that seems so trivial but to a ninth grader who is just a new immigrant mm-hmm. and who is going through all these other things. It meant the most to you. It, it did. Mm-hmm. Somebody like validating me saying, mm-hmm. wow, like I love what you did. I see you. Right. I see your potential. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, it really made me happy that day. And she spoke to me. She was like, you're really good at, at math. You're, you're really awesome at it. And just hearing someone say, you're really good at something. It gives you a necessary exactly. push. Like, you didn't even know you needed it. Mm-hmm. Wow. At that time, I wasn't even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it meant all the difference and meant all the world to me to hear that. And after that, she would just talk to me. Um, I talked to her about being an immigrant, talked to her about my country. Um, and she would just be someone who listened mm-hmm. um, and just... And you didn't really have that. Right, mm-hmm. right. And encouraged me. And that was like our um, relationship. And towards throughout the whole course, that's how she was with me. And then during the towards the end of the course, 
um, she encouraged me to start taking creative classes. She's like, you have the skill, you have the talent. I believe that you can do it. I've seen you mm-hmm. um, do it through mm-hmm. this class and I know you can do it. And at that time, I didn't want to challenge myself to do that because I thought you weren't capable. Exactly. Wow. And then she just gave you that right. push that was like, you are capable mm-hmm. though. Till today, I feel that I'm always surrounded with people who always see the capability in me because I've been so damaged for a long time thinking that I don't have that that ability. It always amazes me when someone is like, oh, wow, Shalom, you actually can. You can do it. And You're so, so good at this. Right. You're not used to hearing mm-hmm. like positive validation right. or affirmation. Right. And so it was, she was awesome. She was an awesome teacher um, to me that first year. And I took her advice and I enrolled in a pre-AP class the next year I took geometry and algebra two mm-hmm. um, and those classes were doing well and periodically I would go to her class and just speak to her and she had my brother he was a freshman at the time and we, we were just like close um, but unfortunately she her cancer um, came came back um, and she had to be hospitalized for some time, but she came back to school like immediately. I remember speaking to her that that year and just, you wouldn't have even been able to tell that she was going through any of that, that she was feeling any pain, that she was, that that was happening to her because she was still happy and enthusiastic and Mm -hmm. just smiling and wanting to know about you and how you're doing. And it was just awesome. Such a trooper. Wow. Such an inspiration. Absolutely. um, As well. And unfortunately, um, by my junior year, um, she passed. um, She succumbed to um, the cancer. had metastasized. And um, so it was tough um, to deal with that because you look up to somebody who... It's just so, so kind, so caring and so giving. And mm-hmm. you just think to yourself, how can this happen to this person? Why? Why? Yeah. Why this person? But because of her and her impact on me, I was able to push myself and challenge myself in classes um, in a subject that I never thought was meant for me. But it wasn't even just about that subject it translated into how I carried myself as a student and how I carry myself now, that belief that I can do it. Mm -hmm. She instilled that in me and broke away and chipped away at the stuff that I'd been told for many years that you can't do that. You're not good at that. Um, You're, you're worthless. You'll never be good at that. She completely reversed that for you. Right. And, and being told that really impacted the way that I, I walk into situations now, mm-hmm. right? I'm more confident in myself and more, um, I have more like hope that I can do it. And I'm more, I have more faith in myself, I guess I should say. Um, and so she was awesome. I remember I hadn't spoken about it. And, um, you know, I, I'm someone that tends to, just hide my emotions or kind of put them at the you gotta store it inside burner, like store mm-hmm. it inside don't don't think about it um but emotions are there and pain is real and grief is real <laughs> grief, grief is, is real right non-linear or something mm-hmm. it's like it's a process like you may right. not feel it but then suddenly 
it comes all at once and right. it, be, it can be so heavy. Mm-hmm. And one day I was just talking about her and I found myself crying mm-hmm. um, in front of other students. And I was like, where is this coming from? I thought I was like done with this. I mm-hmm. thought I already grieved, but I hadn't. And mm-hmm. I just had to let those tears come, come through. And, just, and it's so important right. to allow yourself to mm-hmm. feel what you need to feel, especially exactly. since she was so important in your mm-hmm. life. Like losing a figure like that must not be easy, but maybe that moment was needed for you to realize that you weren't fully processing what Mm -hmm. you needed to process. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And um, the teacher in the class where I was presenting um, and I started crying, reached out to another teacher who happened to be friends with um, Miss Jones's husband and he wanted to meet with me Mm -hmm. and meeting with him and being able to let him know just how much of an impact his wife made on my life and how much um, I'm who I am. And Mm -hmm. because of her um, was just very a moving experience. And I'm grateful that I got to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, I bet it made a difference to him to mm -hmm. hear that, like the impact she had on people. It sounds like she was a wonderful person. She was. And I bet it gave him a lot of closure mm-hmm. and like happiness to know for a fact that other people saw how wonderful she right. was. She was. She was very wonderful. Um, and because of her and her motivation to me, I was able to go into classes wanting to succeed and build those relationships with my teachers um, that ended up helping me, um, putting me where I'm at right now, um, mm-hmm. being able to go to college. You it, thought that was out of your reach. <laughs> exactly, before. like to go to a four-year college um, on a scholarship. I never ever pictured myself. I never pictured that ever happening for me. So without the motivation from her, I wouldn't have been able to, you know, take certain classes and challenge myself. And I remember taking um, a pre-cal class with a teacher and we really formed a relationship and she was also a a type of um, mentor and a a reassurer um, in my life that I can do things Mm -hmm. Um, and then I ended up taking her for calculus and it was due to her writing such a wonderful recommendation letter Um, I tell you I was at the interview for my scholarship and a panelist brought up the fact that they had never seen anybody write such a wonderful recommendation letter um, for someone. They thought that I was her daughter <laughs> when they read the recommendation because of how she spoke about me. And I I almost started tearing up um, because in that moment, I was just re- reminded of... That would not have been possible without right, Mrs. Jones. Exactly. Like, this would have never happened. Um, like, how am I here? You know, you would have never taken the chances you took exactly. if it weren't for her encouragement, her mm-hmm. kindness. Exactly. And just to explain, because I feel like this is important to note, the fact that, you know, like, that recommendation letter might seem small to other people. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, what's the big deal? She wrote a letter for you, blah, blah, blah. Right. But the big deal is that, you know, we're both part of a scholarship on campus. It's called the Terry Scholarship. Mm-hmm. This scholarship, I feel like I owe them like so much because mm-hmm. they ultimately do so much for the students and people who get the scholarship. Right. Um, so I believe in TWU, it was about 600 or more applicants who applied mm-hmm. for the scholarship. Yes. And then it got narrowed down to what, 80 applicants for the yes. first interview. Mm-hmm. And then for the second interview, which is super intense because like 
it's like a dining table. Like imagine like right. a dining table and <laughs> right. there's like six, six people, on the, people other, right. on the other side. And you on the other side. <laughs> by yourself. And you have to basically advocate and explain why, why you know, this scholarship would make the most difference for you. Mm-hmm. And from those 30 last applicants, only 13 were selected. Yeah. So for me, when you're saying all this, in my head, I'm just thinking, like, what are the odds? Mm-hmm. What are the odds that you got to meet Mrs. Jones right. and that she was able to foster a seed of empowerment inside mm-hmm. of you? And, you yes. know, kind of flip your mentality of, mm-hmm. like, I'm not capable to, yes, I am. Right. And then from there, you were able to take courses that you didn't think you were going to be able to get done, mm-hmm. but you excelled in them. Right. That resulted in you going in that pre-cal class, a calculus class, correct? Mm-hmm. And then... That fostered into a good recommendation letter, helps you stand out in the applicant process. You're here now on a full ride at TWU pursuing your dreams. Right. And it's like... It's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) And for me, it just leaves me in awe Mm -hmm. because I'm like, that's beautiful. Right. Her impact in your life is so real. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm seeing you right now and the way that you talk about her and it's so heartwarming Mm -hmm. because it's special. Like I could see just from your face of how special a person she was. She was. And they're just people who come into your life that you're never going to forget. You're never going to forget how they made you feel like their impact is constantly present in your life. And I believe that she's one of those people that I'm never going to forget. She's always going to be my heart. Every time I, accomplish something I achieve something new I always think back to where it started who was that first person who was motivating me and pushing me and I think about her Mm -hmm. and um sometimes I think to myself the fact that I constantly continue to work and and want to achieve more more and want to succeed is almost honoring her her um work in my life and honoring just who she was um and her dedication um to me as a student and I mean her willpower right. her as a teacher for her to be mm-hmm. going to teach despite right. how tiring chemo may mm-hmm. have been how and much pain she must have been exactly in. Right. it's honestly so like um how could you not feel like honored to have known her right like exactly. that's just so beautiful exactly um and I think to myself I'm a nursing major right now and my dream, my dream job would be to to be a pediatric registered nurse. Mm-hmm. And I think about how I want to be like her, how I want to be able to make that kind of impact in my patients' lives and mm-hmm. the lives of their family members and the lives of my colleagues and the lives of students. Anytime I meet somebody, I want to help them. I want to give my give all my time mm-hmm. to developing them because somebody did that for me. And I'll never forget where I came from and where I'm at now. Um, and so that pushes me to want to be that kind of person that somebody can look back or whenever someone mentions my name, they can say, Shalom, she, she really gave her all for, mm-hmm. to make somebody else happy, to make somebody else um, accomplish their goals. Like she she is someone who's dedicated, who's driven, who wants to help. And that's that's what I think about my legacy being. Mm-hmm. Um, it pushes you to be a right, better person. Exactly. Because you have such an exemplary mm-hmm. model. Exactly. And it's like, wow. That's an angel moment that I'll never forget. And because of her being an angel moment in my life, that I feel like I can be an angel moment for other people. 
And for so, sure, definitely. I feel like you were an angel woman for me. Aww, like, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. You're such a beacon of wisdom for me. Like, I always think, like, what would Shalom think of this? It's always <laughs> the most ethical response. So you make me a better person. Aww, so I learn from you as well. <laughs> so. Well, I'm so grateful that you were able to share that story, I'm Shalom. I'm so grateful that I was able to as well. Um, Do you have anything you would want to say to someone who may be struggling with their self-worth or, mm-hmm. I guess, um, their self-belief that they're mm-hmm. capable of doing something? Mm-hmm. Do you have any message for them? I would say that, you know what, it first starts with you. Because when I was doing that period of time, I was focusing so much on what other people had to say about me. Um, and I was letting their words impact the way I felt about myself. I feel like I wasn't happy with who I was. So automatically their words were impacting me. You have to come to a place where you are happy with who you are. You are confident in who you are. You know your purpose in life. You know that um, you are here to accomplish something great. Mm-hmm. And for me, faith is a strong w- way that I do that. But I would encourage people to to start um, being more confident in yourself, um, understanding that you are here for a purpose. There's no other person in this world who is like you. You're unique. You have your unique strength, your unique abilities, your unique grace. Um, work, walk in that grace. Walk in that favor, that glory that's shining around you and start loving yourself. Mm-hmm. Start loving yourself. I think for me, the key to start loving myself was especially as a a black girl going to a predominantly white high school, I had to look for models of black women who were successful, who were who were moving, read their books, you know, listen to their, their words, um, and start telling myself, wow, I can do that as well. You know, I can be that. Mm-hmm. I, I am that. I just need to walk work on myself to be that. And nobody else's words um should define my happiness and my peace and or what you're capable exactly of. what I'm capable of I decide that and that's what I would say to anybody you are worthy um you do matter someday you're gonna maybe be an angel moment for somebody you're going to bring joy and happiness to somebody and peace to somebody and so live your life knowing that and I would say in any encounter that you find yourself lead with kindness um mm-hmm. Because when you give kindness, I feel that it comes back to you um, for sure. 100%. That is beautiful, Shalom. <laughs> You're so empowering. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. All right, well, take care. I'll see you around campus. All right. <laughs> grief is a response to loss. And everyone has faced grief in some form. Some people have felt grief from losing an opportunity that could have been great, or the end of a friendship that seemed like it would last forever, while others have faced intense grief from the passing of a loved one, which can make every day a painful reminder of their absence. To be frank, everyone is bound to feel intense grief someday, as that's just how life works. And sadly, grief is a lifelong scar, as it's not like one day you stop feeling for what's been lost. 
but slowly through time, it becomes more bearable and it helps deepen your understanding of life. If you're in the process of grief, please take the time to feel what you need to feel. Or if you know someone who may be grieving, check up on them and ask how they're doing. Also, I want to touch on cancer as it's one of the leading causes of death in the world. According to the National Cancer Institute, the most common cancers are breast cancer, lung cancer, and prostate cancer. To help reduce the risk of cancer, please get regular checkups and get screened regularly as it can help find cancer early and increase chances of successful treatment. Also, I wish you could see how Shalom speaks about Ms. Jones. It's like something sparks within Shalom from how much she cherishes her memory. It's clear to me that Ms. Jones was an amazing person who left traces of her light all around her. And that is so rare. In Hebrew, Shalom means peace, harmony, and tranquility. Without hesitation, I can safely say that Shalom embodies that and more. Shalom is one of the brightest people I know. I'm thankful that Ms. Jones served as her angel and helped her realize how gifted she is, as I know she's going to do big things in this world. I thank her for sharing her journey for this story. I hope this episode served you well. Like always, I'm wishing you the best. Take care and may serenity be with you. Until next time. Goodbye.